Welcome to the Makeshift Project podcast. This is podcast number six. We're doing video podcasts now. We're on YouTube now, right, Zach? We're on YouTube. We're doing it. We're posting them. We keep changing the way we do podcasts, but I think this is the way for the long run. Yeah, I think this is the way. We might up the audio quality, but for now, this is it. We're approaching a 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Hopefully, we'll get there by the end of the year, maybe. That's the goal, right? If we could get there by the end of the year, that would be phenomenal. If anything, mid-January, I'll be very happy. But um, we just want to produce content on YouTube, TikTok, everything. We love how people love our content. I mean, that's what that's we're going it. for. So, That is it. All right, let's 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 start this podcast off. Huge fight this past weekend, I believe it was. Jake Paul knocked out Tyron Woodley. The fight was terrible up until that point. I don't know if you watched it, Zach. Did you? I did not watch it, but I saw the KO. And there's a lot of theories on TikTok that saying that Jake kind of tipped him and said, all right, here comes the punch. And it's faked. It's staged. I don't think it's fake anymore. I just think he's not fighting good enough fighters. I, yeah, I, I mean, it, it could be staged. You'll ne- we'll never know, but I highly doubt that it's staged. Um, Jake Paul, his next opponents, the odds got released. So I'm going to give you a little list here. There are one, two, three, four, five. We'll just list the first six, six people on this list. All right. First one is Anderson Silva, the UFC champion. He's a legend in the UFC. That's a three to one odd. Next one is Tommy Fury, obviously, which is surprising that he's the second and not the first. Uh, the third one is Dylan Dennis. There's been beef with them for God knows how long. The fourth is Nate Diaz. Obviously, he called him and Jorge, Mas- or Jorge Masvidal out at the, pa- at the past fight after he knocked out Tyron Woodley. They're at the one, two, three, four, five, and seven spot. And at the sixth spot, it is Conor McGregor at 15 to two odds. What do you think about all that? I want to see McGregor like he's just an entertainment icon and everything that he says and does comes out with so much electricity and it generates such a buzz in the crowd. I feel like people would love that. The Mayweather fight with McGregor got all hyped up and it wasn't the fight that people wanted, but just imagine Jake Paul McGregor. I think probably McGregor stands a better chance, obviously Um, not against uh, Mayweather. So I would love to see that fight. I think he would generate the most buzz and publicity. I think the most people will watch it. Um, 15 to two is kind of a stretch, but um, I would love to see it. It is a stretch. And I think that Jake Paul kind of modeled his whole brand around Conor McGregor. He's really doing like, like the same exact kind of style. He has the tattoos. He has the hair. He has the beard. He has the attitude. He basically, I think that he modeled his whole thing around Conor McGregor. And I think that it would be an awesome, awesome fight. I think Conor McGregor would knock him out, but that's besides the point. I mean, I like that take. I think that's such a good point and example. Like McGregor showcased what it was like to trash talk and be that icon within a fighting realm to generate all the buzz. And Jake Paul's just doing that. He's just not fighting, I think, at the same level because he's not facing anybody who's a pure boxer. Exactly. Go in the ring against a pure boxer, see what happens. Maybe he doesn't win. Maybe it's more a long fight. Maybe he doesn't knock the guy out. Um, but I know Stephen A. Smith had a huge take on it and was saying, you need to finally fight someone that's legit because right now it's BS. No, I, I definitely agree. And we'll see what happens with that. We're going to speed through these topics today. The next topic I have on, on my list is there's a legend back in the NBA. The man just got signed to the Boston Celtics. ISO Joe Johnson is back in the NBA. He is one of my favorite players of all time. He's also one of the most underrated players 
clutch players of all time, in my opinion. Can, do you have any background or understanding of why the Celtics signed him? Because he hasn't played since 2017. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I know he's been playing in that three-man league, I believe. Is that, Who runs okay. that? Ice, Ice Cube? Or Ice something? Cube, yeah. I think it's called the Big Three or, or, or something like that. Yeah, I think he was playing in that for a while, but and then I think he played overseas or in China or something, but he hasn't stopped playing. Um, but yeah, I mean, 2017 to 2021 is a long time. What is that? Four years? That's, that's yeah. 2022. It was so like when I saw the highlight on whatever account, I was like, is this an old clip? Like, is he back? And he played two minutes and I think he went one for one. And he hit that, uh, you know, ISO Joe shot that we were so used to seeing. But I was just so confused. I was like, wasn't he retired? Like, where did he come from? I didn't look into it at all. So thanks for providing the context. But uh, but I think it's great. Why not? I mean, the I Celtics are a pretty good team, too. So I don't really understand. I mean, you know, they're around they might 500. Be down on injuries. They might be down on injuries. Who knows? But Joe Johnson. You no, know, it's the COVID. It was probably COVID uh, protocols, and they had to sign some. But it's not like he was playing big minutes. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe they're just giving him another shot. Who knows? I mean, I don't even know how old he is. Let me let me do some research. For, Can I for, guess? I'm going to say he's 38. Yeah. He's 40 years old. 40. He's he's I mean, his age is getting up there. I don't know how he, it might just be like a little return thing to see if he could get some extra extra cash. Who knows? Hey, listen, yeah. And you know what? Like Paul Pierce towards the end of his career um, didn't play a lot with the Clippers, but he hit some big shots for them. So maybe it's something that he could come in with the experience and the veteran knowledge and be able to you know, shed that out to the other Celtic players. I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, but you, the other person I saw in the NBA, and he had a massive G League debut, was Isaiah Thomas, who played for the Lakers the oh, other day. I love it. He's on a, yeah, I think he's on a 10-day contract. I think he scored something like 19 points. I mean, that guy's been robbed because he was a great – not a great player, but he was at the peak of his career – and then completely fell off a cliff on, with his new team. And then all of a sudden out of the league and now he's back in and he played pretty well in his first, first appearance. I was, I was proud of it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I feel bad for him. I think he gets a bad rep because he's so short, but he's a fantastic player. Imagine if he was like six, five, six, 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 seven. He's played, be unbelievable. He played three games, December 19th, 17th and 21st. He played against the T wolves, the bulls, the Suns. He's averaging 11 points. Yeah, I think he had 19 his first game, so I wonder what he's done since, but yeah, probably 19, not playing the same amount of and minutes. Had, and then he had 13 against the Bulls, which are one of the best teams in the league, which is wild. And then, I mean, he went downhill, scored three points against the Suns, but still. Yeah, but hey, give that man a shot. He deserves – you know, it reminds me of uh, when Nate Robinson, like people will watch clips of him playing, like pick up or whatever, and they're like, dude, how are you not in the league? It's yeah. like it's because he's 5'9". And, like, yeah. that's a generous 5'9". Isaiah Thomas, same situation. He's just a short player. When they get up there in age, they just don't last too, as long. Um, yeah. NBA teams don't want to have it with them. So, but happy he's back. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for ISO Joe, and I'm all for Isaiah Thomas being back in the league. Let's stick to retired players coming back to professional leagues. Did you see who the Buccaneers picked up? Because Leonard Fournette is now down on IR. I didn't. <laughs> I, right, I saw some people talking I saw some people talking about it and for some like I don't know was it Rondé Barber it is Le'Veon Bell oh my god they picked up so what I don't like the ending of Le'Veon Bell's career I hate it I just feel like it's so sad watching a player bounce but like Adrian Peterson now 
he'll jump from team to team to team. Like that man should have went out on top as a Viking, end of his career, just just end it. Like uh, Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I mean that was a little too. Went out on, yeah, he went out on top, but a lot of people say it's a little too early. But yeah, it was a little too abrupt. But because uh, he could have put up some some numbers, um, crazy. So but no, tell, I mean, let yeah, me tell. He was on when he left the Steelers. I think that might have been the worst decision of his life because he was on top of the world. He was number one to two picks in fantasy every single year. His running style was the coolest running style I have seen in a long time. He literally just sat there, waited for everything to happen, and then shot in a hole like whenever something came up. And it was amazing. And then it just went downhill. It's not as bad as, or it's, I would say his career is worse off than Adrian Peterson because at least AP's been in the league bouncing around team yeah. scoring touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell is just barely getting shots here. Le'Veon Bell once called himself the Steph Curry of running backs because okay. he said Steph revolutionized a three-point shot and he's he revolutionized running. He goes, you're going to see running backs come in the league in years to come. And I thought that was a stretch. I really did. I was like, wow, this is a little, little much. But um, but he did have a really unique running style. There's no one that I've ever seen like him um, in terms of that. But I wish he ended his career with the Steelers or just stayed with them. Just stay with them and be good every year. I agree. I mean, I don't see a lot of people running like that even now. The only person that I see kind of trying to do it is Saquon. He kind of takes that style a little bit, but obviously not to Le'Veon Bell's standards. Let's go to the next topic here. Another player that is rejoining a team. We're just on a spree here of players coming back. Kyrie Irving is rejoining the Nets as a part-time player. He's going to play on road games. He cannot play at home. What's your take on that, Zach? Where do they stand? I, Where do they stand for the finalist predictions? I don't understand how it's going to work. So he's know. going to play just away games. But when they're home, they're not allowed to practice in the arena together. So then I don't think they have practices on the road. So he's just going to go out and, and try and ball out and maybe practice on his own while they're in Jersey or, or Brooklyn, not Jersey. But their practice facility might be in Jersey. No, it's definitely in Brooklyn. No, definitely. Um, sorry, I'm a nostalgic Nets fan um, back in the day. The, uh, but, yeah, so, like, what's he not going to practice with them and supposed to go out there and perform? I mean, we'll see how it pans out. He's, he's a special talent, and if he's kept up with his game, then maybe it could work. But if not, they're going to go out there, and they're not going to have that chemistry that you build in practice. They're not going to get the reps in against live action players. I agree. I mean, the craziest thing of this whole entire situation is that Bradley Beal and people like players that are unvaccinated can play at Barclays Center, but Kyrie Irving can't play at Barclays Center. If you're not going to let Kyrie play, don't let them play when they come to Barclays. I don't understand that. They can't. Is that is that really is that really it's, a thing? I'm almost positive you people can fact check me if I'm wrong, and I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that it's true. And the only places that do that are uh, New York, which is New York Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets, and then I think it's like some part of California. I don't know if that's the whole state. It might be like yeah, San Francisco or something. I don't know. Some part of California, but it's the craziest thing where unvaccinated players can play. Kyrie can't play, but he could play on the road. I don't understand the whole situation. It's it's a mess, but Kyrie Irving's coming back. I'm excited to watch him at least. I'm excited to see how it's going to play out. I just, I just think it's interesting how the dynamics on the floor, any drama on the floor, it's going to explode twice three times the amount that it normally would just because of the whole given situation. Um, yeah. But and I respect Kyrie's cool. decision. Let him do what he wants, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
The Nets are on a roll right now, so we'll see how that plays out. It might help them on the road a little bit. Give the only way, the only thing that I think it'll help is that it'll give James Harden and Kevin Durant a break if they want to sit out a game or two. Yeah. Um, all right. The last topic, it's a little more fun I have for you. I wait, this, I have one more, I have one more sports oh, one I want to mention it because I saw I saw it today. You mentioned Calvin Johnson. Cooper Cup is having one of the most historic NFL seasons of all time. He's, I think, 340 yards away from breaking Calvin Johnson's single-season record. The quarterback for Calvin Johnson for his record was Matthew Stafford. Wow. The quarterback for Cooper Cup, I mean, is Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford might hold two of the wide receiver all-time receiving yards in a season records. Like, if you told me who would be at the top of that list, I would think, like, Joe Montana or Brady and Randy Moss. Something crazy like that. It's Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. Like, who would have told you last year that he's probably going to break the single season record? It's absolutely insane. That is nuts. So I guess what we're saying is that Matt Stafford is one of the most underrated quarterbacks of all time. Is that what you're saying, Zach? No, because, you know, it's so funny because whenever Stafford gets pumped up in rating, he chokes a little bit and he falls back. But then people start saying he's overrated because everybody hypes him up. And now he's having a good tail end of the season. So it really goes back and forth. But, um, I mean, when you look purely on statistics, like Cup is catching like 100 receiving yards a game. That's insane. And if you have a fan, I drafted and he was trash. He was, he was probably like the 20th ranked receiver, but inconsistent up and down, horrible. And this year he's just the best receiver in the league. It's unbelievable. I cannot believe what I'm seeing. And I pass up on him in drafts. People got him like, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh round. It's crazy. He was a good sleeper pick. I mean, best, best stats in the league. Um, he's also, if you saw his post-game interview a few games ago, he seems like he's the smartest wide receiver slash player in the entire league. I don't know if you saw that interview, did you? I did. Yeah, it's you know what he <laughs> – it reminds me of if you ever seen Goodwill Hunting um, with Matt Damon and, like, just uh, – what do they call it? A prodigy that just understands, like, all the mathematics and, you know, inside formulas and stuff. Can't outsmart the guy, like – that was like if you played Madden, but you knew every single move and, you know, hot route to audible to, and you were just going to break the game. Like that's, he's breaking the game right now of football. Exactly. He's not the tallest. He's not the fastest, but he knows exactly where to be and exactly the right time. Um, love it. Love seeing Cooper Cup succeed. Um, that's my Super Bowl pick, by the way. We'll see how that pans out. All right. I have one more topic here, Zach. This is what I was talking about with some people, and it always irks me so much how do you say how do you say the team from jacksonville okay i feel like this is a trick question the jaguars yes thank you i feel like people people say jaguars people say jaguars jaguars yeah no i can't even that doesn't make any sense it's the weirdest thing more like i would say like half the people that say it say it incorrect or i don't know if it's incorrect or correct but say it that way and i get thrown off what it's uh, you know pronunciations you know kill me because whenever i hear something i call it out how do you pronounce the ben stiller movie where he spends a night at <laughs> the museum not the museum yeah people say museum 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 they also what do you call this it's a crayon yeah it's not a crown see now we're on video and people can see that <laughs> i love it i love it it's fantastic if you if you're listening on spotify check out the youtube just to see what brian showed on the a nice, yeah you'll, nice never, you'll never know what i showed you'll never <laughs> know. 
You'll never we could do all sorts of hand movements and stuff now and people could see it. All right. That's all I got for you, Zach. You got anything for me? I just one more quick thing. And it's something I realized the other day. I was in the elevator in my apartment building. And like whenever I get into the apartment building early enough and, and there's someone like maybe 20 feet behind me, I get into the elevator right away and I slam the, the door closed button. Like I just, I don't, I don't want to take it with them because I don't want to like awkwardly wait there. And then like you stand in the elevator, the guy's like, thank you. And then you're like, okay, like what floor? Um, but I don't think those buttons work. And I stand by that. The only time they do work is when you need to actually close the door. Like you like someone's holding it open, you know, like, and yes. you gotta, or it stays open. The other thing that doesn't work that reminded me is when you're at a crosswalk and you oh, need those a crosswalk, and the, you press the button and it goes, wait, wait. Those do not work. 100% don't work. No. And I'm just trying to think, is there anything else in life that's like that? That's just literally there as a placeholder. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I mean, those are two fantastic examples. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. of Like of the, elevate, the elevator one, uh, this is what I meant to say, is that when the door is opening, like you press door open and then you press close, it'll close. But people think when you press it, when the door is completely open and nothing's happening, that it closes. You can only change direction of the elevator. I don't think that I'm trying to think of anything else that, that would be like that. Like, is there any, maybe we'll have to come back on the next podcast and yeah, talk about we'll it. Come back to it. We'll come back to it. That was, that's a, I mean, that's a great point you just made there. And these are, these are the random things in life that I, I recognize. And then I'm able to pump them straight back and, <laughs> and pose them as questions for the people. I love it. All right. Well, that's all I got for you. Zach, you got anything? That, that is it. Just uh, little Zach quirks and, and theories. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, check out the YouTube if you're not on YouTube. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by the new year. Let's make that the goal. It's going to happen. Check out the TikTok blogs. We got everything, the whole nine. Zach? That's a wrap. Let's lock it in, baby. That's another podcast in the books. Love to see it.